Hello, and thank you for listening to Living Wealthy Radio, heard around the web on livingwealthyradio.com, iTunes, and Blog Talk Radio. I am Teresa Kuhn, helping you live wealthier. Resources are available for you at livingwealthyradio.com. Can you have a thriving career and meaningful relationships with your loved ones? Do success and greatness come from hard work? Or is that only part of the story? Could it be that fulfillment and happiness come from harmonizing your investment in your family with your investment in yourself? If we focused on meaningful priorities, learned to live in the moment, and sought balance in everything, perhaps we could achieve true fulfillment in our lives. Our guest, Brian Scrone, is an entrepreneur, successful real estate investor, and co-founder of Board Meetings International. His passion is living a balanced life, career, and family. Welcome to Living Wealthy Radio, Brian. Hey, thanks so much for having me, Teresa. Honored to join you. My pleasure. My pleasure. So we recently had on your sh- on our show Jim Shields, who is your partner with Board Meetings International. And what's so interesting about the two of you is that you guys have survived a very long-term partnership in real estate. That in and of itself is exceptional. Tell us about that relationship. Yeah, great. It, it is very unique, and, and uh, you hit the nail on the head. Surviving that was uh, definitely put its challenges on you know the friendship, the relationship, the businesses. Uh, but I think what it ultimately comes back to, um, f- first of all, the the relationship is is unique in that we we met riding big wheels when we were three years old in New Jersey about uh, forty years ago. <laughs> So meeting in nursery school and, and sticking together uh, throughout our whole lives obviously builds a tremendous amount of trust. And for me, in any relationship, uh, everything goes back to trust, whether it's business, intimate, uh, friendship. You know, trust is the root of all harmony is the, the quote that I like to use that comes uh, right out of the Dalai Lama's mouth. Um, he, I heard him say that in an event I was attending where he, he came out and those were his opening lines to his talk. And, wow. Uh, that I've really, never heard that. that. Really, yeah. Trust is the root of all harmony. I just love the simplicity in that. And so honestly, that that's why Jim and I have had the success that we've had. That's why we've been able to, you know, get through the ups and downs, which God knows we've had a lot of them in the last, uh, you know, from, from friendship for 40 years, but we've been building businesses together for 20 years and, you know, experienced all kinds of different economic situations in different uh, different businesses. I mean, we, as you know, we have the real estate business, which is our core business, and then board meetings, which we'll talk about. Most partnerships don't last one business, much less several businesses. And the <laughs> fact that you guys were childhood friends, tell me a little bit about what the Dalai Lama's saying means to you. Trust is the root of all harmony. Yeah, it's so powerful, Teresa. You know, it really is, you know, everyone has different experiences. It's funny because actually Jim was sitting next to me when, when uh, at that event, and my wife was there, one of our best friends, Craig Chandler, who uh, actually you know Craig. Um, and for whatever reason, where I was at in my life at that time, I had a pen and paper in my hand. I was so excited because I was already a huge fan of the Dalai Lama, so my ears were perked anyway. 
but it was like tunnel vision. He said those words, I wrote it down, and I was like, you know, I was like a kid in a candy store. I was, you know, poking my wife and saying, did you hear what he just said? Did you hear what he just said? And he's already on to his next idea and thought and message, and my wife is saying, shh, I want to hear what he's saying. Um, but for me, honestly, it hit me as one of those things where timing was perfect. It hit me like a ton of bricks. Um, and so how it translates for me, and I think a lot of, I think all the listeners and pretty much anyone would be able to relate to is, you know, in relationships, again, whether they're business or they're friendly or they're, they're platonic or whatever intimate, doesn't matter. I think trust is the keystone foundational, you know, value um, that we're all looking for because you can have love in a relationship um, and, if you don't have trust, the love is not going to override the lack of trust to give you, to make that tangible for you. Um, you know, we've probably all had, and I know I have, you know, friends or, or close family or distant family that we love, we would die for, we'd step in front of a truck for, but because somewhere along the lines there was a trust that was broken, it's going to affect that relationship. And, you know, trust is an interesting thing. It needs to be earned. Um, and it needs to be maintained. And so for me, it's the cornerstone of, of a relationship. And I know it sounds ridiculous maybe to say that it's more important than love. I don't want to compare the two. But I, I, I always go back to the analogy of a, a healthy, loving marriage. Um, a healthy, loving, trustful marriage takes years and years to build. And if you break the trust of a, that relationship all of those years and decades of building that love and that trust can be destroyed in second flat if someone goes out and does something stupid in a marriage, right? Like, like you know, adultery, to give you an example. So that that idea um, and him saying that to me, it, just across the board and all of everything that I do, all the relationships, it just it drove home the importance of trust. And so back to your, your question, you know, with my business partner, do I love him? Um, I trust him. Do we see eye to eye on everything? Absolutely not. We're two totally different personalities. But people always say, you know, how, how the hell did you guys get through the, the weather, that storm together? And it, I'll be honest with you, there were some really, really uncomfortable conversations, um, especially in 2008 when the mortgage meltdown was happening and we were so heavily exposed there and we had family and friends and, you know, investors involved. And, you know, we were running a, running a business with a lot of moving parts. And, that whole thing unraveled very quickly, and it tested um, my business partner with with business partnership and relationship with Jim, my friendship with him. Um, I learned a ton about my wife um, going through all that because when I met her in 2004, um, and we got married two years later, everyone knows you know if anyone was exposed to real estate in 2004 and 2006 most of the world was doing really good and we were really heavily invested there so i went from meeting my wife in 2004 and i say it humbly but i mean we were we were multi multi millionaires because we had a large real estate portfolio and a run up in california where all of our assets were was was astronomical um and then 18 months later you know Soon after getting married, we're talking to, to bankruptcy attorneys just to be transparent. So I learned a ton about her and where her morals and what was important to her and, you know, the trust. And it, it just, it's a, trust is the root of all harmony. I say it all the time and I think about it all the time. And I think it's a really cool, simple, effective mantra for anyone to, to apply. 
I love it. And that certainly wasn't the focus of our conversation today, but since you brought it up, it, it really is so true. And having partners in life and people in your life that you can trust when the crap hits the fan, are they going to think about protecting themselves or are they going to think about themselves only or are they going to think about the relationship and you? And that's what I think trust is about more than anything else. They say that a definition of narcissism is um, someone who just thinks about themselves. When, when the times get hard or, or stuff comes up, it's about themselves only, totally and completely. And I think we're all capable of being narcissistic to a certain degree. And there are some that, that are narcissistic to a pathological degree. But if you're only thinking about yourself, then how can you trust, you know, how, how can you trust someone who really at the end of the day thinks about themselves and their own interests? Yeah, it's, um, you, you hit the nail on the head there. My, my favorite my favorite definition of spirituality that I've come across, teacher, uh, Teresa, is seeing yourself as part of the totality versus being an individual. So that speaks to exactly what you just said. I mean, and it has nothing to do with religion, um, just being in, in tune with yourself and, and, and spirit or whatever your, your faith practice is. Um, we have to realize that, that we're, we're part of everything that's going on around us, and, and we're not an island, we're not an individual, and we're here to help help and co-create and uh, you know it's it's again it's a simple statement but if you really start to grasp it and incorporate that into your life then i think uh it it, it, number one that statement injects self-responsibility into everything we do because if we're seeing a little bit of ourselves and everything that's going on outside of us whether it's good bad or indifferent we we're not pointing the finger outside of ourselves we're constantly looking back and injecting self-responsibility into everything we do so obviously you and Jim have figured out the trust factor because you've been friends for 40 <laughs> years and you've been in business for 20 and uh, you were in real estate, um, had a very successful real estate business and in fact weathered the 2008 storm um, going from the brink of bankruptcy to thriving again, which was not without its challenges. And one of the things I so respect about the two of you was in your real estate uh, business, you protected the investors above yourself. You thought about your investors and the best interest of your investors besides your personal investment and financials. That must have been... A very, very difficult time, especially when the industry and so many people around you were encouraging you to take care of yourself first. Speak about that. Yeah, you know, you you, you said something interesting there. You said it was a very, it must have been a very, very difficult time, and I couldn't agree with you more. It was probably one of the most uncomfortable periods of my life, but honestly, it wasn't a hard decision. Um, because I like to sleep like a baby at night and, you know, throwing our investors, which included a lot of complete strangers, but also family and friends and acquaintances and um, throwing them under the bus and, and you know, and, and just looking out for ourselves. Just I'm, I'm a long-term thinker and I love sustainability and I love thinking long. And 
so for 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 me personally, and I know Jim, um, I can speak for Jim because we we had the <laughs> the heart to heart conversation a few times. It wasn't a hard decision for us. It was a very painful process. Um, but when you know with conviction the direction you need to do something, whether it's completely uncomfortable or not, it does take a lot of the the chaos out of it because it basically was, you know, we were heavily exposed. We could have, like you said, we could have protected ourselves and thrown everyone else underneath the bus and, you know, sailed off to uh, sailed off into the sunset, which I know happened a lot. Um, unfortunately, it happened way more than uh, than I, I thought it would ever happen. Um, and what's happened as a result of that decision, Teresa, is the guys that were left standing, guys and, and gals, I should say, because there's obviously a lot of women involved um, in going through that whole process, the ones that stuck around and fought long and did the right thing, um, they're the ones that are thriving today. And I, I know I know with conviction a handful of, of close friends that did what we did, did the right thing, and, and now they're thriving again. Um, so... I think it's whether you're thinking short or long, and that that's ultimately drives a lot of the decision-making. And that's an interesting point, because the most successful people I know are long-term thinkers. They're, yeah, this is a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. It's a marathon, and they're thinking, what consequences do my actions have today, not only in the short term, but the medium term and the long term, right? Second, third, fourth order consequences from our actions today. And somehow you and Jim had the integrity and the forethought to think, if we ditch our investors today, what's it going to look like tomorrow? And how are we going to live with ourselves tomorrow? And instead, you did the right thing. And here we are, eight years later, seven, eight years later, you've got a business that's thriving. And several years ago, you launched a new business that is very close to your hearts. And that's Board Meeting International. It is. Yeah, it's a... It's a it's a passion it's a passion business um, and you know it, we we couldn't have built it the way we have with the passion and and with the knowledge and the and the background if we didn't go through everything we did on the real estate side you know one of the foundational principles and and tools and education that we focus on at our board meetings is financial literacy and financial intelligence which I know you personally are very uh, you know that's your whole business right. So that that whole experience of 20 years ups and downs and, and, you know, again, doing very well and then almost hitting a brick wall and then rebuilding in a humble way, um, in, a, in, a, in a smart way, taught us – we carry that over into board meetings, you know. I mean, when you, when you look back and you start con- connecting dots, it's just amazing how – what appears as a crisis when you're going through it is it creates such an opportunity when you can actually step out of it and get the emotion out of it and look back and say, thank God that happened the way it did and when it did. And, you know, there, there's no mistakes. No. And, you know, the, the board meetings international, there's so much integrity around that concept and there's so much talk about family and work-life balance and uh, raising children right. You know, it's interesting. How can you have those conversations if you two weren't in integrity with the business that, um, with the business issues that you had back in 2008? I mean, certainly you could position your, your history and your story in a way that you could leverage it, but I don't think with as much sincerity and as much um, congruency with the story that you can tell today. 
So, I, so I totally agree. fascinating to watch that evolution historically and as long as I've known the two of you. And, and what a beautiful story that is. <laughs> Thank you. So tell us about Board Meetings International. Yeah, Board Meetings International is, again, it's, it's our heart and the passion of what we do. So from a practical standpoint, it, it is a, a live retreat that we offer uh, primarily in our backyard in Florida, but we've done them internationally and we're, we're, we're expanding that. But we're, we love simplicity. Um, and so our headquarters is here in Northeast Florida where we live and actually where we invest full-time in real estate. Um, and what it is is we bring a parent one-on-one with their child, whether you are married or divorced and you have one or, or eight or ten kids. The whole idea around board meetings is deepening the connection that you already have with your child one-on-one. So one parent, one child will come and spend three days with us here in Florida. Um, it's set to a beautiful oceanfront environment. And it's really, really simple, Teresa. It's disconnecting so that they can reconnect. So we have some simple rules around our retreats. It's that one-on-one, which is really the foundation and the magic, the, the secret sauce there. Um and then, you know, put the phones away, put the computers away, hyper-focus on your child. Give, give your child the same, you know, we always use the, the analogy, give your child the same love and respect that you do to your board of directors back at your business because everyone's getting together, you know, once a quarter with their, with their board of directors or their mastermind groups, right, and, you know, that 90-day thing. And so the retreats we offer a few times a year, but we also have this whole family board meetings or what we call a mini family board meeting, which I'm sure Jim talked about. And that is done, um, you know, back at the home where the parent and the child can get together on a quarterly basis. But our live retreats is the foundation of the business. You know, Jim has a really successful book that he uh, launched around it. And then, you know, I have a book that's going to be coming out that supports the, the whole idea of this, these family values and, and creating a legacy for, for our children and, and, and giving them the stuff that's not taught in school. So it is, number one, it's connection, and number two, it's experiential education. And um, the experiential education hyper-focuses on the things that aren't taught in school, like, like financial intelligence, like relationships and communication skills and, you know, service. So it, it's... We love it. I mean, I could I could talk about it till I'm blue in the face. <laughs> I know, I know you can, and I personally know of many parents and their children that have gone through the program that rave about the difference that it's made in their lives and their child's life. And it's so funny because I think what you offer is a container or a vessel where parents can teach these concepts and there's the peer pressure, right, that everyone else in that group is thinking the same way. So when you're talking about disconnecting from the electronics, right, if you do that one-on-one with your child at home, uh, it's very, very tough to do, right? Because everybody else and all their friends are on the computer or on their iPads or on their iPhones. But when you're doing it in this container, in this vessel, and you introduce in a very experiential way all these new and different concepts around money and finance and communication and relationship and service, it really elevates everyone together, yeah, it, it's just a magic. It's a magic environment. You know, sometimes 
I always say, you know, in in, in the real estate world, world, we're selling tangibles, and in, a, in the board meetings business and, and building this out, um, you know, we're selling intangibles. But the reality is, is that we're the focus is is to deepen the absolute most important asset that any parent in the world would raise their hand and agree in in, in our children, right? So. Why not give them that 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 love and respect? And and to be honest with you, Teresa, there's a there's a huge void in the marketplace for it. I mean, you know, we're business guys, as you know, um, and we all are huge fans of continuing education. It's it's how we got to know you, um, and so there's all these platforms and programs and masterminds for for the adult, and then there's all these summer programs and there's all these you know, extracurricular activities for the kids, but there's nothing out there from our research um, like what we do. Um, I'm, I'm sure there's other programs out there, but that bring the parent and the child together one-on-one and actually create that space like you're talking about, Teresa, where it, it's loving, it's nurturing, it's very... Um, there's opportunities there through some of the tools and the exercises we take the the parent and the child uh, through that allow them to have a, a much deeper conversation, regardless of where they were when they came to us, whether it was they were butting heads or they were, they were, um, you know, and the relationship was fantastic and loving and everything's great. The idea is to take it deeper um, and just nurture wherever they're at. And so I can say humbly from, you know, after doing it for a few years and having those testimonials and feedback from clients that it, it, it's working um, and we're giving the child the opportunity to see their parent in a new light. We're giving the, the child the opportunity to actually teach and, and lead some masterminds, um, which is a really unique, you know, thing to watch. And you know, the, the parent is seeing their child in a whole new, whole new light because we're putting them at the front of the room um, and giving them the opportunity to share what their purpose and their passion is. And it's a, it's a unique environment, and it, it's just a, it's an absolute joy to be a part of. Share with us your favorite story. <laughs> My favorite. Yes. Probably, probably um, hopefully it's not one one of Jim. I don't know if you talked to him about that. But, um, you know, th- this world is made of, of contrast. And I think that every parent out there could agree that at any one point in time in a relationship with their child, again, whether it's no matter where it's at in, in the age or the the depth of the relationship, you know, let's call a spade a spade. We, we have ups and downs as, as parents, right? I mean, you and I have spoken about that, you know, offline, you know, about our own individual families. And sometimes it's great and sometimes it's not so great. So uh, when you ask me that question, we have a, we have a client that came to us um, that is a high-level, ultra-successful entrepreneur from California um, and him and his son weren't even talking to each other on the plane when they when they came to see mm-hmm. it. There was some friction there. Um, the child was really um, very academic, and I think it was his junior year in high school at the time. It was around final time, and he was really stressed out, and he didn't want to be missing school, which I found fascinating because when I was in high school, I would do anything I could <laughs> to get out of school. <laughs> um so they were butting heads, right, and literally didn't speak a word to each other from Los Angeles to Jacksonville on the plane. So you can imagine there was some tension there. And very, very quickly, you know, we assessed the situation. The client told us sort of what, what was going on, and um, we didn't make a big stink of it, and we didn't really treat them any differently. But we we were, we were keenly aware of it. And then 
honestly, by the end of that first day, um, we we had some, you know, we, the way it starts is we, we do some yoga and meditation and some mindfulness in the morning. And then surf is just the theme. So we, we put everyone in the ocean, which is an, an, an even playing field. Um, and the parents and the kids see each other in a whole new light because, again, the ocean usually levels out the playing field. Um, so I think that brought down some of the tension. And then we went into our, our experiential education, uh, in particular with this father-son team. And uh, Jim facilitates a really cool exercise that allows the, the, the children to dream big and get really clear on their purpose and their passion, uh, but in a tangible way, like putting pen to paper. And then um, they come back and share, I'm doing something else with the parents simultaneously, and then they come back, we bring them all into the room together to share. And uh, that exercise in um, this particular relationship, uh, the, the, the son walked to the front of the room and presented Teresa in the most elegant way. It was like I was listening to like a professional speaker or somebody pitching something to a group full of VCs that they've been working on their, you know, their whole lives. And this young man came in and presented what his purpose and his passion was. Mm. Um, and I just, I was sitting back and observing and I was watching his father that was sitting over in the corner of the room. And this is a big, you know, a big, burly, uh, very successful guy, but from a physical appearance, he's, he's very intimidating. Um, and I watched him melt. I mean, he mm. totally melted and saw his son in a new light. So I think the contrast, you know, you asked me to say, what, you know, what's one of my favorite scenarios? I mean, that contrast of going from not physically speaking to one another and then seeing, and it's not that they had a broken relationship, Teresa. I don't want to say that. They were just butting heads, right, like we all do with our kids sometimes. And seeing them do that 180-degree turnaround in, in mm -hmm. such a short time and then watching his father open up to him, and it, it just, it was a beautiful thing to watch. Mm. Wow. Well, there's so many raving fans that have graduated from the retreat program that uh, that I know, and that's such a beautiful story, you know, especially with a teenager, right? Um, when they're younger, kids tend to get over stuff, you know, conflict really quickly, and when they're teenagers, they hold on to that, and to see that that contrast or, or that um, shift during that weekend, that's that's a beautiful story. It's a it's an amazing program, and. I know that you are in the process of finishing up uh, the launch of your new book, and the book yes. is going to be focused on your life and your life story, which is fascinating, and go into more about your passions with relationship and balance and family and your different way of thinking about educating children as a way, you know, the book is a way of, of certainly promoting board meetings and uh, and your message. But tease us a little bit about the book. Sure, sure. So you did a very good job there. <laughs> so the front half of the book is is uh, me going back to my childhood. And the front half of the book is all about me going through a really, really rough time, which I won't go into the detail of, but I went through a decade that was really blurry and really not pleasant and a lot of self-loathing and just, just a, not a nice time. I, it ended in, you know, basically I was depressed from by the time I hit 2021 and, um, I had to figure out, I had to figure out going through all of that. I was either going to continue down that path, which wasn't sustainable, um, 
or I had to decide to reach out for help and, and figure out a, another way. So, I again, Jim and I are big fans of, of reaching out and asking for help and, and hiring people that are much smarter than us. So, fast forward, I had I had a we had a business mentor that talked about this thing called the five Fs. And honestly, Teresa, he said it. Um, his name's Keith Cunningham. He's actually in Austin. Um, great, great role model, mentor, family guy. And he said it in passing, to be honest with you. He talked about the five Fs and those are, you know, these five critical relationships. And I wrote it down it went in one ear and out the other. And then, you know, I moved through all of that stuff as a youngster and sort of floundered around there, just like we all do when we graduate college or we're getting to figure out, you know, trying to find ourselves. And then Jim and I had a really good run in our first portfolio, like we talked about. And then 2008 happened, and the world unraveled, and I needed help, and I needed a, a, a sustainable way to look at my days and my life and have some kind of structure around it. And so I, I started going back to my notes, and again, there were very little notes. And I just put I, the five Fs for whatever reason. I, I can almost go back 20 years when he said it the first time. He held up his hand and stretched out his five fingers and he said, look, guys, there's really five relationships. And so what the five Fs are, Teresa, are faith, fitness, family, friends, and finance. And a lot of those things do tie back to board meetings. But at the end of the day, whether you're a parent or not, um, everyone, in my opinion, is touching those five key critical relationships on a daily basis, whether they're conscious of it or not, or whether they're calling it something different. Um, those are universal relationships, in my opinion. And so the second half of the book, I, I, I talk about how I've rebuilt my life and how I structure my days and how I've gotten crystal clear on my priorities around those five key relationships um, that we all have. Um, and, then I, and then I invest my time accordingly. So Jim shared with me a really cool um, – well, you know, you know uh, Rand Stegen. I actually had a call with him in uh, – and Rick a couple weeks ago, and he has this saying, and I don't know if you've heard it before, but, you know, let's figure out what's important before we worry about what we're going to do next. Um, and that ties so closely back to what I experienced in going through that downturn and then rebuilding and, and getting back to where, you know, I feel like we're, we're in a really good place. And not only from a financial perspective, it's all about, you know, finance is one of the five Fs, but you have all these other things, family, friends, your fitness, your health, um, your, your faith. Um, so that's the whole back end of the book and giving the reader um, my experience of that, giving them some really cool, tangible, effective tools that they can start using right away um, around each one of those five Fs. Brian, I'm so excited for you, and I'm so excited to read the book. Uh, it's your story is fascinating, and I just want to tease our listening audience that your your story is is uh, quite interesting, and um, you and Jim certainly have earned, I think, the role of being mentors for parents and kids. Right, deepening a relationship because the relationship that you have with your family, with your friends, with your partner um, have been exceptional. You guys have beat all the odds. <laughs> and uh, well, I appreciate I, I appreciate that feedback. It is a process and not an event by by no stretch. If we have arrived or anything like that, but we're back into a very healthy 
uh, space and, and just clear on our priorities and how we invest our time. Excellent. Excellent. So how can our listeners find out more about you, your book, and Board Meetings International? Yes. So I think the easiest way, you know, our our, our board meeting site is um, the URL is www.boardmeetings.com, which is pretty easy to remember. Um, As as far as the book, you know, the the easiest thing is is just to get into our community. And I do want to offer uh, that to all your listeners. We have a, a really cool free resource that you guys can um, get into right now. It's a private Facebook community that we've created where we have hundreds of really super cool, you know, parents um, that it's a platform for us to be able to mastermind and, and support one another. You know, the saying is it takes a, a tribe to, to raise a child. So that I feel like we've, um, we're really blessed to have this resource. So I want to offer that out to your community. Um, if you go to our, if you go to our website, um, you know, the, the, Email there is info at boardmeetings.com. And Jen on our team, you can just reach out and she'll invite you in uh, to that that Facebook community. And it's a free, very accessible, and very uh, awesome tool for any parent out there. Awesome. Excellent. You know, working hard on the wrong things simply moves us further and faster away from our goals and our objectives. And nobody has ever reached the success, happiness, and balance that we desire without first focusing on priorities. And I think, Ryan, you've said it so well when making a decision about what to do next. It's not about um, what's next. It's about what's important and focusing on what's important. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today on Living Wealthy Radio. And we will certainly post on our blog a copy of this podcast along with the website boardmeetings.com so they can reach you directly. And you know what? When you, when you launch your book, let's have you back on Living Wealthy Radio so we can talk about the book. I'd be honored. That'd be great. Thank you so much, Teresa, and and thank you, listeners. You're so welcome. God bless. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Living Wealthy Radio, heard around the web on livingwealthyradio.com, iTunes, and Blog Talk Radio. Download or subscribe to our podcast to hear a new show every week. I am Teresa Kuhn, and I hope you'll join me again next week as I show you ways to live wealthier. Resources are available for you on our website at livingwealthyradio.com.